Need a little extra time today, Mouse. A little extra time. Yeah, let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right here. KBLA Talk 1580 Middays with Danny Morrison. The second broadcast day of 2022 and each day in this opening week of the new year. I want to discuss issues that are specific and pertinent to the short-term health and wellness of African Americans. And as a result, my hope is that these conversations will help in determining what could be the solutions in helping us move the ball forward for the, sh- for the long term. That is my hope, that is my wish, and that is my prayer. Yesterday, I gave you a scary chronological timeline on what may happen to us if we refuse to remain immersed within the electoral and political process. And today, after reading some terrifying statistics last night, I felt it necessary to come up in here and unpack said statistics and also clear the air in an effort to push back against those that are working to conflate this issue with another nonsensical people that are trying to strip the humanity from our communities due to the fact that we continue to struggle with an instrument that we all know far too well. Kings and queens, I'm talking about the gun. Allow me to explain. If you haven't heard, news came out yesterday that the city of Chicago set a record in 2021 for the most homicides in that city's history. That's mind-blowing due to the fact that the city that was once called Second City has been around since 1837. Yes, the city of Chicago is 184 years old. Yeah, 184. And sadly, now the city whose birthday is 184 is far more synonymous with its birthright being the 187. According to NBC Chicago, quote, there were 1,002 gun-related homicides last year in Cook County, which includes Chicago and its surrounding suburbs. The county medical examiner's office said in a news release that was 121 more than the previous record set just back in 2020 and nearly twice as many as in 2019. In addition, as you might imagine, quote, in both Chicago and the county overall, the vast majority of last year's homicides happened in neighborhoods made up mostly of racial minorities. In Cook County, black people were the victims of, listen, 80% of the homicides and Hispanic people were the victims in 14% of them, end quote. Easily one of the most tragic sets of circumstances and statistics facing African Americans here in the 21st century. No, I'm not the one that claims to have all the answers to the gun violence problem that a lot of our communities face because it's obvious that it's been a problem for generations. We have sadly become numb to gun violence, but I refuse to succumb to it, becoming permanently interwoven into black life in America. But this recent escalation in shootings appears to be getting worse as the years go by. 
And we had better figure things out sooner rather than later or you'll start to see Uncle Sam start feeling that he needs to take matters into his own hands. And that's what terrifies me the most. But I don't just want to talk about gun violence in the city of Chicago and all across black America today. I want to talk about the trolls out there. The idiots on our socials. The likely Trump supporters and knuckle-dragging Jethro's, as I like to affectionately call them. Look, I'm not one that pays attention to the keyboard gangsters on Twitter, but the tweets over the last 48 hours is making my blood boil. You see, we African Americans are fully aware that we have a crisis within our communities. We are just as appalled as the rest of America by the gun violence. Actually, far more. Contrary to popular belief. But racist white America's willingness to attempt to absolve police brutality and police violence because of our gun problem is where I draw the line. You should see some of the tweets I was reading last night. Quote, I guess black lives don't matter, huh? And black people only care when a white person kills them. And those people will march by the thousands for the death of one black man, but stay silent when they almost kill a thousand of their own in one city. And lastly, the tweet that set me on fire. This is why I always support the boys in blue. When you're dealing with that population, you got to remain aggressive. Infuriating. That one ticked me off. Look, do I have to say their names again? Of course I do. Dante Wright. Andre Hill. Manuel Ellis. Rayshard Brooks. Daniel Prude. George Floyd. Breonna Taylor. Atatiana Jefferson. Aura Rossa. Stefan Clark. Botham Jean. Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, Freddie Gray, Janissa Fonville, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Tanisha Anderson. Say their names. Know their names. We've said their names. We know their names. Because they were all killed by law enforcement here in the United States. Y'all remember the tragic shooting of Michael Brown and the brutal asphyxiation of Eric Garner? Huh? Remember that? When it immediately brought out the pundits and panelists with their analyses? Huh? Remember that? Some believe that 18-year-old Brown and 43-year-old Garner were troubled and misunderstood victims of overzealous crooked cops. Two unarmed men unnecessarily murdered. Others believe that the police were victims themselves in each fateful incident. They believe that Brown was a hoodlum with a long rap sheet who attacked Officer Darren Wilson in his own police cruiser, prompting Wilson to shoot him in self-defense. They also believe that Garner, who was arrested 33 different times in his lifetime, real talk, sealed his own fate by not following through on what the officers instructed him to do. Now I'm aware that my studies are purely anecdotal. But it seems as though the majority of people that were supporting Brown and Garner back then tended to be younger people of color. An angry monochromatic mob hell-bent on exposing the atrocities of police departments nationally. Police supporters tended to be white and older. Staunch conservative proponents of officers of everywhere. Unapologetically using detrimental terms in reference to the deceased to invalidate their worth to society like they like to do. 
Yet the most interesting dialogue I witnessed came from none other than former U New York City mayor and now brain-dead Trump sycophant Rudy Giuliani. He was on Meet the Press back then, remember? While speaking to the brilliant Michael Eric Dyson, Giuliani said, and I quote, I find it very disappointing that we are not discussing the fact that 93% of blacks are killed by other blacks. I would like to see the attention paid to that that you are paying to this. End quote. Yeah, he said that. I was bewildered watching Giuliani interject black-on-black -black crime st statistics, as they like to call it, into the dialogue, as if extrapolating this data is somehow analogous to the topic of conversation. Therefore, today on The Danny Mo Show, I feel it is my duty as an African-American to assist Giuliani and ignorant white people in my Twitter feed right now that think like Giuliani with additional information that will allow them all to pompously assimilate more black stat hypotheses into future discussions. Dear close-minded white people, yes, your so-called black-on-black crime is a problem in the black community. Your 93% figure is quite accurate. Kudos for your Googling skills. Nevertheless, I believe that education and unemployment trump all other issues facing my people. Not because it lacks importance, but primarily because the more educated and employed people would conceivably lower the murder rate overnight. That's not my opinion. That's freaking science. But that would call for politicians to cease misappropriating government resources and devote said subsidies into the struggling communities in America. I'm sure that's none of your concern, no, huh? But I digress. But just for craps and giggles. Here's a few more statistics about my black community that you could use. According to the FBI, the per capita homicide offending rate for African-Americans was roughly eight times higher than that of whites. True. 86% of black homicide victims are male. True. 82% of black victims are shot and killed with guns. True. And 73% of black victims are killed by someone they know. True. Pretty shocking, huh? Make no mistake, white America. We aren't blind to the tragedies that we face regularly. But here's the thing. About half of homicides are known to be single offender, single victim, and most of those were intraracial. Yeah, killed by their own race. Quote, in those where the perpetrators and victims' races were known, 81% of white victims were killed by whites. 91% of black or African-American victims were killed by blacks or African-Americans, end quote. Yeah, pretty high numbers for white crime, huh? Wow. You guys need to get a stranglehold on that white-on-white -white gun violence. For real. Perhaps reallocate some funding for some after-school programs, maybe. Huh. Maybe white fathers need to stay at home more. Huh. Maybe Ed Sheeran and Toby Keith's music has proven to be far more detrimental to the psyche of the toxic masculinity of the white male than we previously figured, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking out loud. So I say all that to say this. Yes, my people have a problem with the violence within our neighborhoods. But believe it or not, violence from a police officer is much different than violence from Tyrone down the street. How, you ask? Allow me to explain. 
In order for the law-abiding citizens of my community to reach the pinnacle of progress, we need a trustworthy authority figure in place that we believe is on the right side of justice, one that will truly serve and protect deeds, not words, faithful until death. We need a systematic mechanism for our lawbreakers that encompasses illegal arrest and a fair freaking trial. This entity must believe in its own principles. For example, a parent can't indulge in drug usage and heavy alcohol drinking and unprotected sex and demand that their children be responsible. Critics will claim that this is paternalistic thinking. I disagree. I feel it's reasonable to expect that our peacekeepers rise above the fray and practice what they freaking preach. They must be held to a higher standard and not stoop to the level of the lawbreakers. As the upstanding residents of the black community fight for control of our environment, we recognize that we can't progress without you. It's true. And hypocritically taking the lives of numerous unarmed kings compromises the integrity of your message. So I thank you, Mr. Giuliani and other closed-minded white people for your interest in the ills that currently plague the black community. I hope that this helps you understand that violence from a police officer is different than violence from a random black citizen. Black people killing black people is pure ignorance. But blues killing unarmed blacks is pure injustice. In conclusion, kings and queens, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah, we can fight back against police brutality and focus in on solving the gun violence that plagues our streets daily. We can walk and chew gum at the same time, no? But if I had a magic wand and I could stop police officers from committing brutality against African-Americans in one fell swoop today, are we good? Are black people in a good place then? I'll help you. The answer is hell no. Until we value each other as a people, we will continue to spin two types of wheel. The wheels of justice that are seeing our kings get incarcerated for committing harm against our own people in record numbers. Filling prisons to capacity and allowing this racist country to profit from our pain. And the figurative wheels that continue to spin in our neighborhoods that may eventually gain traction and crash us into a wall. Here's to hoping that God takes the wheel in 2022. But that's just me. Tell me what you think, L.A. What the hell is going on in the city of Chicago right now? Why have the gun violence numbers gone through the roof? Is it a gang problem? A societal problem? Or both? And I want specifics today. Not general terms and concerns. All that nonsense. Nuh-uh. Tell me what ails us. Also, what is the solution to guns within our communities? Is this something that we can simply throw a check at? Even if we had unlimited resources to curb the problem, is the problem bigger than that? Are we at the point of no return? Can these kids be saved? And lastly, is there a difference between black and blue violence? How does it make you feel when you hear or read people saying that cops should be more aggressive with us? Saying that cops deserve grace when dealing with a population that is killing each other at record numbers. Do you have any sympathy for police officers in the most crime-riddled metropolitan cities in America? Or should they do something else if they can't handle it? Get another freaking job.
Holla at your boy. Your voice is a change. Your voice is the community. Your voice is on. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments. I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus, like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms, too. Plus, me and my midday partner in crime, Miles, will take your comments via the ecosystem of the social network. Check this out. When we come forward, I will add another 7 Series to add to the topic of conversation if we can get to it today. I've given this list before. And I believe it's time I bring it to you again to kick off the new year. Gun violence may be prevalent in the black community, but I refuse to allow it to become more more normalized. Some might argue that it already has been, but I rebuke those remarks and want us to continue trying to identify the problem and come up with viable solutions. But every time a shooting happens, we kings and queens need to look in the mirror. Just because you didn't pull the trigger doesn't mean you're not somewhat culpable. That's why my seven series today, once again, is seven questions we should be asking ourselves after another murder. Sitting on our hands in times of gun violence is no longer tolerated. And it's time we had this conversation amongst ourselves. I'll give us all some real talk today. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to Middays with Danny Morrison on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lumert Park, USA. From the heart of Lumert Park, USA. We're listening, and the convo continues right now. Yes, sir. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580, discussing the difference between black and blue violence and what we in our respective black communities can do to thwart the gun violence that appears to be getting worse every single day. Miles, I got to get something off my chest. I know we got a serious show today, but I got to get something off my chest. Can we please? Leave Khloe Kardashian alone. Leave all, let's leave that last name alone. <laughs> I'm watching Tristan Thompson apologize to her on Instagram right now. There's nothing wrong with him apologizing. Yeah, but how, just don't do it. How about that? I got you, but I mean, if you do it, you got to apologize. Yeah, you deserve better than this. You're a good person. Is he lying? Oh, He's lying oh, there. Shouldn't have been with her in the first place, man. True, but is Come on. Be single. Be you're an NBA basketball player. Be single. Well, what's wrong with now if he did, did like the baby and called his baby mama the side chick? You'd have been upset. Uh, is he, that the alternative? Is that is that all we got? No, what I'm saying <laughs> is let's take it for what it is. It's an apology to your baby mama. How about this? You're an NBA basketball player. I know you have a lot of options around you. We get it. Be freaking single, man. It's okay. Go and do that. He apologized saying like he wants her back type He stuff. didn't. He was just saying you deserve better than this, blah, blah, blah. And then Lamar Odom, you know, slid in. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, she's a good person. I wish I could. He said, I, she's a good person. I wish I could have a personal conversation with her and tell her how great she is or something. He said, I'm paraphrasing. But. You know, I think we need to do in 2022. What? Have a standard for how we truly want men to act in these situations. Come on. Real like, talk. Nothing, cause I don't think nothing's wrong with Tristan's apologizing to his baby mama. Do you think there's something wrong with the way he's acted? I don't think I think there's something wrong with the way he's acted. Yeah, but we can't control how he acts. We can, but we can talk about how he's reacting to. If that makes sense, you know he, what I'm saying? He's a bad guy. Huh? Uh, he's a bad guy. Did you see the text messages he sent to the new mother of his child? Come on, he's a bad guy. He just is. I mean, I'm. Just, this is my opinion, my personal opinion. I think he's a bad guy, and the reason I'm saying be 
we need to ease up on Chloe. I think she's suffering from, this is my opinion. What is that, uh, that body dysmorphia? Body dysmorphic syndrome or whatever you call it? Privilege, okay. I think Lil' Kim's going through the same thing right now. It happens, okay. I think Michael Jackson was going through the same thing. Okay. Leave that woman alone. She, she's been nothing but, even Eminem called her the ugly Kardashian in a song. Remember that? She's been going through. <laughs> you know, All you know. Tristan did was <laughs> apologize to her. He could have said that. And then we'd really be mad at him. She just keep taking lumps, man. I'm like, leave this woman Come alone. <laughs> Come on. She, Said it, not me. I know that last name. People see that and they see fire, man. There's women that cannot stand the Kardashians, man. All they doing is taking our brothers. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe Kim's done with us, looks like. <laughs> He's like, I- I've had enough of the Brohams. I'm going in a different direction. There's number three going to be the one for her, huh? Well, Pete Davidson isn't somebody I think she'd go for. You think they're really dating? You see him driving the Rolls Royce up in Beverly Hills? That don't mean nothing. Friends do that. Do you think they're dating? Yeah. Man, look, friends don't drive the Rolls Royce through <laughs> Beverly Hills to get cigarettes. <laughs> what you mean? So, Miles is right. In 2022. Find what y'all want from me. First of all, find what you want from me. But secondly, can we just treat each other better? Is that possible? That's all I'm asking. We are the world. We are the children. Come home. Can we? Except for Trump supporters. You got you to gotta remain on that next. You see what I'm saying? You see what I mean? It's, it's, I got my exceptions to the rule. I'm just saying. But we got to treat each other better, especially we black people. But the Kardashians think they're black, so we got to treat them better, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, treat everybody better. I'm just saying, uh... You know what? She should say, you know what, apology accepted and, and move on. That'd be that'd be the real incredible thing to do. So you know what, Tristan, apology accepted, let it go, and move all the way on from the situation. So what is Lamar Odom doing then? In closing, I know we're up against it. What is he doing sliding back in? I don't look backwards myself. I hate looking backwards. Like if you talking to a woman, maybe y'all form a relationship, spend a little time together. Once we break up, we're breaking up for a reason. I mean, she saw him through damn near death, so I mean... Look, when he was, remember he was at the club and he was doing a little something to that woman. I don't want to say the word. I don't think I can on radio. He was doing something with her bodily parts on camera. She stayed with him anyway. I was like, I don't remember that. But I like I said, I remember, you said, we remember the, the incident at the Bunny Ranch. Like, it, this, it was bad for Lamar. Oh, you talking about Lamar. I'm talking about Tristan. Lamar, Lamar was off the rails, but he was also he was on drugs at that point. He's admitted that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if some woman sits with you through that, oh, I don't see why you wouldn't still be attached to her. So nothing against Lamar, I guess. But so is a reunion brewing? Maybe. I don't know, man. I can't. I, I can't keep up with the Kardashians, man. <laughs> Hence the name. Shout out Tristan. That's all I'm saying. Shout out, wow. I break, Danny. We got break. We got wow. break. Wow. News and traffic right now. When we come forward, we will get into this blue versus black violence. Middays with Danny Morris at KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. You are checking out Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Discussing the difference between black and blue violence and what we in our respective black communities can do to thwart the gun violence that appears to be getting worse every single day. I actually just got a message. Uh, Jamie just sent me a me- I don't know what the source is on this, sweetie. Uh, she says, I don't know 
why you're focusing on Chicago when police and sheriff murders went up 157%. She sent me two graphs that show one 2021 LAPD shootings up 56%, 42 reported victims, 17 murdered by LAPD, five LAPD shootings this week alone. And then another graph that says LAPD killings are up 157% in 2021. And I don't, oh, she just sent the source. Spectrum News 1. It says uh, nearly three people were killed each day by police across the United States in 2021, according to a citizen database recording every report of a fatal police shooting across the country. That's in keeping with recent annual trends hovering around 1,100 deaths per year. Okay. Look, we're not just talking about Chicago today. We're talking, I'm about to prove we're also talking about Los Angeles. Okay. Speaking of which, check it out. There was a quote online from a guy that was writing about the shootings that are taking place on school campuses, which, by the way, a lot of these shootings take place there when it comes to young African-Americans, right, over the last few years. And I wanted to share it with you all today. This is what he wrote. Quote, I'm an Australian and I just saw this post and I thought I'd give my opinion. U.S. citizens probably won't give much weight to my statement, but here it goes. As long as you continue to base your interpretation of freedom on the Second Amendment, more of your kids will be shot to death trying to receive an education. You can pray, hypothesize, and get emotional all you want. But until you start accepting that you need to regulate gun control for a nation of more than 250 million people, more of your kids will be put in coffins simply because they were in a place of learning. This is a totally fixable problem, but you have to want to do it. Over to you. End quote. All facts. Can't disagree with that. Guns are a problem in America. Duh. Like, we know what's up. That's obvious. And I hate to run down my custom-crafted gun violence timeline today. But I can already tell by my DMs that a few of you still don't realize the seriousness of the situation. See, you think gun and gang violence is a poor people problem, huh? You think those kinds of black people aren't your kinds of black people. They don't frequent your spots, huh? That coffee shop that you go to, huh? That boutique that you like to go to at the mall, huh? You think you live in a middle-class neighborhood and you're isolated from those issues, huh? And you think just because you keep your nose clean and remain on your side of town that you ain't got nothing to worry about, huh? Newsflash. Wrong. Incorrect. I wanted to bet that the majority of Los Angeles residents see media reports involving incidents of gang violence and they give the same irreverent reaction heard around the country. Another gang shooting. Good. Ain't my problem. Hopefully they eventually kill each other off. Right? Or, we out here shouting Black Lives Matter when we constantly kill each other in our own neighborhoods. Ignorance is bliss. And that's not how it works. At least not with these brothers. You may not think you're involved with one of these uh, guys, sadly, commits violence against one another, but you're sadly mistaken. And once again, this afternoon, I'm here to tell you how. Buckle up, buttercup, okay? The moment a gang member gets shot in L.A. County, a binary monetary timeline immediately starts to materialize. One timeline consists of he or she getting shot and critically injured. The alternate timeline consists of he or she becoming a homicide victim. 
Both developments require accessing the community's tax coffers in order to remedy the problem. Are you under the impression that you aren't affected by gang violence personally? Allow me to diagram just how much you actually are. Once again, using Johnny as my imaginary sub suspect, su subject. Let's hypothetically say that Johnny gets into an altercation with a rival gang member in DTLA, downtown Los Angeles. Shots fired. Johnny goes down. But Johnny is still breathing. His gang-affiliated adversaries run from the scene. Innocent bystanders scatter. You may not be aware, but the moment the bullet leaves the gun, the calculator for the city of Los Angeles starts tabulating. Tinseltown becomes officially on the clock. Law enforcement is called in to secure the crime scene. A police car chase ensues in an effort to catch the perpetrators. CSI arrives and starts collecting and documenting physical evidence. The DA shows up to see if search warrants are needed. A detective arrives on scene to interview the witnesses. Johnny, suffering from multiple gunshot wounds, is quickly transported to a local hospital by an ambulance. Johnny immediately undergoes surgery using orthopedic, vascular, and plastic surgeons on occasion. Johnny lives. However, Johnny will be in the hospital for the next few weeks for additional treatment, and he'll need aggressive physical therapy once he's medically cleared for release. But Danny, what if Johnny dies? He may not make it. Well, let me tell you. At the crime scene, a medical examiner would need to show up in order to determine the cause of death. Specialists may be called out for expert analysis as well. If the rival gang members get away, tremendous resources may be allocated towards finding the shooter. The next 48 hours are crucial. You've seen the show. If caught, they'll be charged with murder or attempted murder, solely dependent on the status of Johnny. They would then be booked expeditiously and legal counsel would be appointed. The accused will spend months behind bars charging taxpayers $220 a day and an average of $81,000 a year to incarcerate an inmate in prison in the state of California. And over three quarters of these costs are for security and inmate health care. So from the initial point of confrontation in downtown Los Angeles to the offender's verdicts in criminal court, all costs generated belong to L.A. County. All law enforcement dispatched, all legal representation, the ambulance ride, the surgery, the treatment, the therapy, the investigation, the jail stays, the court proceedings. Keep in mind, these young people don't typically have the financial means to cover the exorbitant costs associated with the gang shooting. No medical or life insurance. No money to retain a lawyer. No jobs, no education, no future. L.A. County has even exacerbated the problem by stripping the high schools of trade programs and cut gang prevention funding from several nonprofits. Some of this could have been avoided. If 75% of high schoolers aren't going to college, why would you irrationally eliminate vocational programs from those campuses? Not everybody is cut for college. Do I have to say that every week on this show? Huh? 40% of four-year college students drop out before completing their degree. 
and you cut those shops classes out. Auto, metal, wood from our schools. We have inadvertently decimated a large contingent of the skilled workforce, destroying options in the process. A lot of these cats don't have scholastic aspirations, but they may still have dreams of pursuing an apprenticeship with a local company. We've talked about this. And this error in judgment can be directly connected to the dropout rate. And in some cases, the crime rate. You see that? Once again, it's our fault. Shame on us. But I digress. Therefore, every expenditure associated with this shooting is deducted from the community capital. Directly from Uncle Sam. From you. And that's not even taking into account the residual effects of an incident such as this one. Check this out. Due to the lingering fears of gang activity, foot traffic slows to a crawl at a point where the murder takes place. Sales suffer. Surrounding businesses invest in stronger security measures. Young onlookers miss school due to being traumatized by seeing a man shot in person. Parents miss work due to having to comfort their children. Still reeling from the tragic event. It's a snowball effect in real time with the potential to last longer than you may assume. So now that you know how this all works, let me offer us all some advice today. The next time you're watching a news report on another gang shooting or feel like nonchalantly sending the violent images into my DMs just for kicks, perhaps you'll stop and think before supposing that is not your problem. It's on all of us. And we all have to work together to help these cats locate the light at the end of the tunnel. Still think you aren't affected by gang violence personally? Think again. When we come forward, we'll take some phone calls. Ron, I'll see you. I'm coming to you next, all right? 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk 1580 on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all-new KBLA Talk 1580 app on your smartphone. Your smartphone. Carry the combo wherever you go. And keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. voice. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580, talking about blue versus black violence and how people on Twitter and all of the social media are trying to intertwine the two. No, not going down. Not on this show. Let's go to the phones. Ron been on hold for a minute here. Allow me to go on my diatribe just a few minutes ago. Ron, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Six foot two, and I am smoking black. <laughs> Where you calling from, Kick? <laughs> Orange County, Orange California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you calling from Trump country, man. I don't know if I should let you on the phones, man. Is Orange County still yeah. Trump country? I don't know. You should not know, because for the last three election cycles, that means every two years, congressional is gone blue. Now, we could call it purple, but it's been blue. We have held down for three election cycles. Y'all do your own math. Nah, that's what I was Can we give them love? Can we give Orange County love for coming around? You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm from right, 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 right. Coming around because I'm scared. <laughs> I, I still don't believe it's happening. <laughs> I can't believe it is. I'm from Kern County, trust me, and Kern County loves some Trump, man. You, you get it. You get it. You get it. <laughs> Real quick, what's on your mind, King? I'm up against it. Here. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell you what, uh, why don't you put me back on hold, okay, so I don't have to rush. Yeah. Give well, me some time and appreciate it. We're we going to extend it for you. We just go ahead and say what you got to say. It's all good. Go ahead. Break it down. Okay. All right. Let me qualify. Uh, I... Uh, I came out of uh, right out of L.A., uh, right up running up the streets of Adams, uh, Jefferson, and Washington. You know what? I was 45 years old before I realized that those are three presidents. <laughs> presidents. I, I don't know if y'all heard me. I was 45, and it finally clicked. I was like, oh, those are three United <laughs> States presidents. Ron is, this what, Ron, is this what you called me for? Ron, what's on your mind, man? Come on. <laughs> Okay, I called you about uh, Johnny, Little Johnny. Let's yeah. call Little Johnny. Yeah. I called you about Little Johnny, and I want to talk to you about Little Johnny's father out here in Orange County. Four to five times a year, Little Johnny's father kills his whole family when he gets fired from Google or whatever uh, social media company, and it's a closed loop talking about the finance, okay? Yeah. Meaning, finance meaning this, Okay. If you kill everybody in the family and the damn dog, then there's no more investigation. There's no more appreciation. There's no more uh, of the things that you had mentioned. Okay? But it does happen. That means that, look, okay, yeah, you want to show... Um, you want to show some kind of good times, a Jefferson type of uh, scenario, a police chase, okay, of uh, what's going down, Vernon going running into Lamert Park, okay, on the TV. But the closed loop that happens out here is murder in the same way, and the murder rate is high. And that gentleman from our, uh, excuse me, Australia is on point. Yeah. Ron, I appreciate the phone call, King. Thank you so much. All right, have a good one. <laughs> Miles, I'm lost. What? What just happened? Drunk. <laughs> I'm kidding. Shout out, Ron. Shout out, Ron. No, Shout we, out, Ron. We, we love Ron. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate the call. But I was just sitting there listening, going, "What? <laughs> I was all scoop. I don't know, Rocky. I have no idea. I mean, you know what? I, I don't think I, I didn't really follow his point either too much, but you know what? I know it was with good intent. So shout out to Ron. He said that after all that, telling us about Vernon and Lamert Park and where he grew up, presidential streets, at the end he said, the Australian guy was right. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate it. That's some more time to say the Australian guy was right. <laughs> Could have detected us that. <laughs> more phone calls than we come forward. Welcome to Middays with Danny Morris. The KBLA Talk 1580. Don't y'all go nowhere. Middays with Danny Morris. It continues when we come forward. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Middays with Danny Morris, KBLA Talk 1580, discussing the difference between black and blue violence and what we in our respective black communities can do to thwart the gun violence that appears to be getting worse every day. I tell you what, bring Howard up in here. Howard, take me to the top of the hour. Give me your height, your color, and your hood, kid. Oh, you know I'm Howard from Watts. I talked to you before. I got something to put on your mind. Watts checking I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go for it. I'm nice butter brown. I want you like butterfinger brown, but I wish I was blue black. Because <laughs> that way I can survive on this planet with all these ozones and radiation over up. Okay, so much for that. <laughs> uh, I have a unique perspective on the gang damage here. My daughter and son-in-law were involved in gang intervention a few years ago. And like you, like you brought up a good point about the shots in schools, man. Yep. Everybody ain't going to college. Nope. Come on. 
And you know another thing they took out the shots in school, they shipped the jobs overseas that we had the jobs here. This generation don't know how to make nothing because they don't teach in the school. Let me, if you uh, don't learn a trade, you got to go to a JC. Let me, let me scare you for a second here. Uh, the world is becoming more automated as we speak. By the minute, it's becoming more automated. And you took all of those trades out of the high schools, too. So yeah. what what are we going to do? These kids have no skills at all, and you're automating all of uh, commerce in America right now. What's going to happen 10 years from now when you take all of those blue-collar jobs away and these kids don't have any skill set? What, what happens then? The crime rate's going to go up. You got That's that right. I've had a young cat, a young king, tell me one time, he was like, you know what, I can't make enough money to live, but I'm going to get that money. So y'all ain't going to give him options. He going to get that money. And it's our fault. It's our fault. It's all it is. We sit up and we complain about these kids killing themselves, as we should. We can never normalize murder within the black community, y'all. Never. I never. We've had a comment. Matter of fact, we had it yesterday. Miles and I were talking about, you know, like, when people put themselves in a circumstance to where they could put their lives in danger. You know, you might find yourself in a position to where you you had it coming. I just don't know if I buy that all the time. However, these kids going to get it. They going to get the bag. We can either help them get it legally or they going to get it illegally. Take your pick. Might take your bag, too. They might take your bag, too. I read a report just the other day that broke my heart. There was a Christmas giveaway taking place in the city of Philadelphia. There was cats at the toy giveaway taking toys from kids, man. They gonna get the bag. You better help them get it legally. If it's Santa's bag, they getting it. They gonna get it. Santa mm-hmm. better watch out. Them reindeer ain't gonna have nan. Uh, and what is the antlers on their head? Nan, taken. All them, all that big red nose, Rudolph. Come, you got, got come up, out run that. that. Come on, you <laughs> run that. Pull up that nose, homie. Run that. And this sleigh is gonna be on some rims in about two days. Here, you know it. You know us. News and traffic right now. We'll continue this on the other side. You know how we do middays with Danny Morse to KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We've got a lot to talk about. KBLA fifteen eighty Santa Monica. We're riding with Danny Morrison until the wheels fall off. Middays with Danny Morrison continues right now. Right now, Some like to think that the wheels are falling off for the black community as we speak. This is Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580, discussing the difference between black and blue violence and what we and our respective black communities can do to thwart the gun violence that appears to be getting worse every single day. And again, I'm going to say it. I don't understand, and nor do I have the answers. If I had the answers, I would implement them today and probably be a rich man. I have no idea what the answer is. I'm going to get into that in my seventh series by the end of this broadcast on what we should be asking ourselves after another murder, though. But as far as proactively, yeah, the trades in school is a no-brainer. But for the cats that are already in the game as we speak... If you say, Danny, what what do you do? I'd say, ah, it's complicated, man. It is. As I've mentioned before on this broadcast, if a cat that is in the game right now, let's say he's been in gangs for 10 years. Let's say he's captured the bag, making some decent money. He's gone to, go, gone to jail a couple times, broken a few laws, but he's got he's got money hidden somewhere. And he comes to you and he says, I'm tired. D, I'm tired, man. I'm, I'm sick of running. I'm sick of looking over my shoulder all the time. 
The cops are always following me. I'm trying to get out the game. Help me get out the game. What's your move? What's your move? You can't give him no job that's going to pay him the money that he's accustomed to making. I know a lot of people, especially older African-Americans, will say, tough. When we was growing up, we was paid minimum wage. We get a second job. We get a third. These kids are different. They keep trying to blend generations. It don't work, y'all. It doesn't. I want for 2022. Here's what I want for my audience, okay? Stop assuming what was normal when you were a kid is still normal today. It's not. What you thought was standard practice back in 19-whatever is no longer the case. You're not going to get some cat that's been in a gang for 10 years to go and work at Wendy's for minimum wage. It's not going to happen. Knowing that information, what now? And I don't have the answer. I don't. I really don't. I don't know. Let me take a phone call. Let's go to the phones here. I really want to hear from you. Oh, Randy, come on. Let's go. Randy, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Let's go. Six four. Black as night on a dark night where the moon ain't shining. <laughs> coming to you straight coming to you straight out of Watson. I ain't moving. <laughs> Watson. <laughs> Come on, you you know what we talking about today. Go ahead and just set it off. Go ahead. I'm going to get out your way. If they'd have left me alone, if they'd have left Randy Thomas trucking alone, if they'd have left co-op transportation alone, Sexton trucking, we was the trucking companies that was in the Watts area and had been down there as established businesses since the 60s. And you talk about galvanized these uh, preachers. You need to laminate these Negroes, man, because <laughs> it took a preacher, and I'm going to name his name, Ooh. William S. Smart, Ooh. Yeah. and campaign on close all of us up, and they did. All right. Careful on the names, because uh, that is the opinion of one Randy. I can't toss out names without proof, so be careful with that. I respect what you're saying, but that is all purely anecdotal, my friend. But uh, I do agree with you in what else you said, which is, you know, uh, black business owners like you that were out there trying to do positive work in the black community, they usually don't like that. And it's usually outside forces that will try the try their best to try to thwart what you were trying to do for us. And I don't know. Maybe Can you get it back? Is there anything you can do to reignite what you had going? Oh, yeah. But the point of the matter is they shut me down in 2009. And if you go to Google it, you'll see why. And it was all behind... Uh, uh, an agenda that was that that was false. Okay, uh, climate has not changed that much in the harbor. No one had ever died from diesel particulation, and I've got a team of professors out of UCLA backing me. And the city of LA don't want to hear it. Now we're getting ready to go to court. Hmm. You killed off sixty eight hundred people who was doing a service. Now we got a shortage of drivers. Well, I know where you can put about 60 of them back to work. I, I, I could load 100 trucks every day for the next six months, and these guys would be making seventy to $80,000 a year. Mm. What percentage of the drivers are black? I'd love to see that statistic. I'm assuming it's in the single digits. Well, it was when I started in 71, and they shook in the – and when I started rolling in there with these trucks and the brothers – 
off the street, coming out of the Main Street Crips and all these other little gangs that they had, and got their CDLs, put their name on the side of that truck. And they weren't brand new trucks, but they was fly. They were, and anybody know what our trucks looked back in the seventies? It was chromed up and and uh, gold leaf doors, and we had great accounts. Ninety nine cent stores, Kmart. These guys was making a lot of money. I was making a lot of money. Whip, bam, gone. I mean, you. It was told by. But you're speaking. It was told by certain. Hold on. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Told by certain president. So told by a certain president. Don't go back in business for 10 years. Okay, but we're speaking in past tense here. I'm really trying to push us forward and find out if we could do anything long-term to help these young cats side test. So let me ask you, I'll ask you right now live on radio. If there's a cat listening right now that wants to become a truck driver, can you help him or her? Yeah, let me give you his number. Let let him give me here. 323-687-4985. 323-687-4985. That's right. What if they have a record? It, 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 if they have a record, the record's going to hold them into the state of California. And that's a, that ain't going to be no problem. We got plenty of work right around here. So they can't leave California. They can't cross the border, but they can do a lot of work within the state. That's right. All right. 323-687-4985. Call up my dude. Look, if you out there, you listening, and I know a few of y'all cats do because I get you in my DMs every now and again, get out the game. Get out there. What is he going to make uh, entry level? Keep it real, too. No, we, uh, it, you know, I want to start another fleet. Okay. If I start another fleet the way I want to start it, I'm going to pull you in on a salary of $60,000. At the gate? As long as you, <laughs> at the gate. When you get through going through one of my, when you get through, Going through my academy, which will take you about less than 15 days, we'll put you behind it. We'll put you in a seat next to one of our, our, our OG. And after 200 hours, we're going to put you in your car. And I'm going to give you 60K. Wow. I'm ready to start driving myself. Y'all driving. Give me an application. All right, man. I appreciate you, King. Hopefully somebody will call. 323-687-4985. Get out the game, y'all. All right? I appreciate you, King. Miles, I'm ready to start driving, y'all. 60 grand a year. You're not that good of a driver, so. (laughs) What if you got, like, 10 accidents on your record? Uh, I thankfully have zero accidents. How many car accidents have you been in? Keep it real. Two. How many tickets have you gotten in your life? I've I've gotten tickets for sure. (laughs) Not too many, like, mm. How many moving violation tickets have you gotten? Speeding tickets? I've got, like, you know, suspended registration Oh, no, no, no. I mean, moving violations, speeding, running a red light, et cetera, et cetera. One. One. That's good. And you're on top of Blue what? I blew through that stop sign, too. Now <laughs> I think about it. I blew right through it. <laughs> Still a little house cleaning, all right? The Danny Moore Show podcast is officially live. Middays with Danny Morrison now streaming on demand through all socials and the KBLA Talk 1580 website via Futuri Media. Follow me on all socials at Danny Moe Show to see the daily streaming links posted for each episode of this broadcast and... The episodes will be also uploaded to the Middays with Danny Morrison page on the KBLA app and also the KBLA website for easier access. It's the Danny Morrison Show podcast.
now streaming. Check me out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also on the KBLA app and the KBLA website, powered by Smiley Audio Media by way of Futuri Media from KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to stream about, y'all. And by the way, we have our fifth and final winner in the KBLA Talk 1580 $500 holiday cash giveaway. Congratulations to Marquita Birdsong. Marquita Birdsong. Is that just not the most beautiful name of all time? Huh? Turn your, turn your Bibles to Marquita Birdsong, verse 2. But right? Doesn't it seem like that's the name in the Bible? Marquita Birdsong. <laughs> no? You don't think so? You had Marquitas back then? Did there, I think there was a Marquita. In the Old Testament. Matthew, Mark, Marquita, Luke, John. Yeah, no doubt. You, you don't remember? I got. I, re- I must miss that chapter. That's the King LeBron James version. There we go. <laughs> but, uh, King James. <laughs> who, by the way, we talk about that another time. LeBron is balling right now. I... Lakers are terrible. So, keep going. LeBron is balling. Keep going. Keep going. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> Back on target here. Marquita downloaded the KBLA app. It took a few short minutes to fill out our winter survey, which qualified her to win $500 in holiday cash. Thanks for all of you who downloaded the KBLA app. We appreciate it. Real talk. And uh, our socials, by the way, keep the conversations going. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As I always say, our substantial growth is primarily because of you. Uh, the activity that we get on our socials, man, I trip. Real talk. And, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit and let you know. Yeah, I take a little peek on over to our competition a lot of the time just to see how they're doing in comparison to us. And I'm telling you, we have the best socials going. Period. All right? Make you think, make you laugh, you know, make you make you smile. The whole nine. Like, share, comment, follow, all that. Tell your friends, too. Our socials, KBLA 1580. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube. And while you're at it, like I said, download that app. It is fire. Like, for real. The best one on the West Coast. That's not hyperbole. That's real talk. All right? iOS or Android, it don't matter. You can also use the open mic feature on that bad boy and say a little something about the show. If you're scared to call the show, like y'all, a lot of y'all scared to call the show, use the open mic feature and we just might play that audio on the air. It's the KBLA app, iOS or Android right now, all right? Get there. Let's get back to it, though. We're discussing the uh, difference between black and blue violence and what we in our respective black communities can do to thwart the gun violence that appears to be getting worse. Every single day. And I just want to know what the hell is going on in Chicago. All right? As you know, this is nowhere close to a conservative radio station, okay? This ain't KFI. This is the real deal over here. And I know they like to toss out the city of Chicago all the time when gun control conversation sparks. But we do have to ask the question, don't we, black people? What the hell is going on? And they are killing Kanye West and Common and Oprah and anybody else associated with the city of Chicago. Saying, where are y'all and why y'all ain't out there trying to do something? You know what? I echo those sentiments just a little bit. But you can't put it all on Kanye's shoulders. Somebody got to do something. Is it a gang problem? Obviously, it's a gang problem. But there's more to it. But that's a lot of murders. Over a thousand murders in a year? Think about that for a minute. Over a thousand murders in a year. 
That's only 365 days in a year, man. That's more than three a day. It's insanity. Something's got to change. And I don't have all the answers. But why have the numbers gone through the roof? We got phone calls. It's just amazing to me. I mean, is it a gang problem? Societal problem? That's what people say. No, it's... This is a collective societal problem, Danny. Don't be making it a black thing. Stop it. Are we going to be real here? 80% of the murders taking place in the city of Chicago are black people. Stop it. We always love to just divert all the attention away from us. Instead of grabbing a mirror and looking at ourselves. Going, what's going on? Huh? So what is the solution? And again, I don't have it. I ain't in here pumping my chest saying, hey, I'm going to tell you exactly what the problem is. No. My 7 Series is saying what we should be thinking every time a murder takes place. But you guarantee betcha. I ain't trying to tell you that I got the, pro got the uh, solution to the problem because I have no idea. And that's the most terrifying part of this entire discussion. Because I bet you don't either. If I handed you a billion dollar check today a billion dollars and said, save Chicago. What would you do? You'd have no idea. You'd have no, where would you start? I bet you'd have no idea. And that's the terrifying part. You go, okay, you put the trades back in school. Okay. That's a long-term proposition. What would you do? I mean, it's first, you got to think about this too, Danny, and I've been meaning to say it for a while. These kids don't want trades in their school. I'm saying that's a part of the issue. I'm, I'm not saying it's the solution. I've never said that. I think it's a part of it. Like, it's not, it's not something these kids want to do, though. You think this entire generation aren't interested in working with their hands? Now, when you put trades back in school, why couldn't you put social media aspects back in, teaching them how to do digital, teaching them how to be creatives? You can make that a part of it. But don't lead with the with woodshop. <laughs> I do lead with woodshop. Like, I get it's traditional and it it's worked before and traditionally it's something, but these kids don't want to... You just heard me say we're going to leave the past behind and we're going to think in today's terms. And there that, we go. That's Let's part start of there. it. But could you imagine like making trades also, we're going to teach you how to produce. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I get it in addition to it being something there, but I mean, that's that's not even a... Like I said, man, we, 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 we got to modernize our way of thinking of solutions, too. What percentage of Generation Z would take a trade, wood shop, metal shop, auto shop, in your opinion? I don't have to save Chicago, I don't think. <laughs> just, is that number higher than the teens? I'm pretty sure they would take it and use it, but, I mean, you thinking that that's going to be the end-all, be-all? I, I mean, or, or even a primary career option moving forward for these kids, I don't think that'll be the case. I think it's something to have in their pocket, but I don't think it's something that will be used practically, especially moving forward in 2022. Look at the environment. They're not going to be cutting down trees for too, too, too much longer. True. But I will take that option. As long as they have an option when this market crashes and when automation takes over, it'll be nice to know that some of these young cats got something else they could do, maybe just to hold, tie things over. I'll take that. Build a build a shelf. <laughs> you telling me you can't do that in your garage, huh? Can't make some money that way, huh? You ain't got no job. You can't fix the car or the cat next door, huh? Make it happen. 
News and traffic right now on some more phone calls. We'll do the 7 Series on the other side. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We have got a lot to talk about, y'all. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. This ain't your grandfather's talk radio. The conversation with Danny Morrison continues right right now. Yeah, man. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Is there a difference between black and blue violence? Huh? How does it make you feel when you hear or read people saying that cops should be more aggressive with us? They hear those numbers from Chicago and the people on the right lose their minds. See, this is why I support blue. They got to deal with those dummies over there. They put their lives on the line every single day. I'm like, so let me get this straight. You can't protect and serve the right way. So you're going to pull out your gun. And just take our lives because you can't do your job correctly. How many utilities you got on that belt? Huh? You got more utilities than Batman on that freaking belt. For real. You got the gun? Obviously. You know where to locate that, don't you? You got your cuffs? You got your twist ties? The mace? Pepper spray? What else is on that thing? You probably got a Costco card on that thing. Everything is on that belt. But nah. You ain't trying to use none of that stuff. You grab the gun. And there's people on the right that agree with it. Another thing I don't understand about cops, you know, it's like they always say, you have to shoot at center mass. You ever heard that nonsense? Not only the I feared for my life excuse that they love to toss out at us all the time. Nah, also have to shoot at center mass. Can't shoot them in the leg, can't shoot them in the arm, can't shoot to, to incapacitate anybody. You gotta kill that cat. Make that make sense. I'm waiting. Even at close range, they got to shoot center mass, allegedly. Huh? I'll take it a step further. Name a time on your own social media timeline. You've seen a white person, after being shot by a gun by a police officer, waiting for an ambulance. Take your time. Take your time. When have you seen that? Here's another one. Name a time after, you know, they are here to protect and serve, right? So they are shooting us center mass to stop us from committing whatever atrocity, whatever crime we're committing in real time, right? Huh? Name a time where you have seen after such a gunshot that they know that they didn't shoot to kill, they shot to incapacitate the person, right? Name a time where you have seen a police officer trying to give CPR to a black man that they have just shot because they weren't trying to kill him. Name a time you've seen that on social media. Take your time. Bitch, I haven't, huh? No CPR? You, ju- you just shot a guy. You're here to protect and serve. You're not doing CPR on this guy? Why not? Oh, you're just standing there waiting for the ambulance to do all the work. Interesting. Let's go to Dan, who has a beautiful name. Dan, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Uh, I'm in uh, L.A. My, my hood is Compton, though. I was born in Compton. All right, Compton. Yay, yay! Ah, rather fitting. What's on your, <laughs> mi- what's on your mind, King? Uh, I just want to add one more thing to what you were saying. Uh, one, thing I, one thing that gets, also gets to my nerves is the fact that they say... Um, officer-involved shooting, even though they're the ones shooting, or they're the ones with the gun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We were talking about yesterday. Think about it for a minute. Other, the other things that I'm talking about, uh, as far as you haven't seen, when was the last time you saw a police officer chasing a suspect? Right. 
When was the last time you saw that? Other than that kangaroo cat. You ever seen that cat on social media? Miles? He's jumping over the fence. I don't know what city it's in. This young cat jumping over a fence, jumps back over a fence, and leaves the police behind. I said, oh, that's why they don't chase us right there. You ever seen that? It's a viral video. Man, somebody's... <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep up. But you should be in shape. Man, it's, it's, it's what you trained for. You what, you, that money for. what you going to boot camp for? Huh? Yo, tough, man. big, strong, tough, fast guy, athletic guy. You know, you yo, you so tough when you put that badge on. You know, trying to be 007 over there with a double chin. You can't have both. You can't have both, man. You can't be at the donut shop. And you know this, 2,000 donut shops in freaking Inglewood. What's that about, by the way? <laughs> and they be there, too. So let me get this straight. You put the badge on. You don't want to run no more. You don't want to struggle with a suspect no more. You don't want to do nothing but pull that gun. Don't want to mace nobody. Don't want to mace nobody. Your little nightstick. I'll take it a step further. Since we playing, you know, what have we seen? When was the last time you saw somebody get tased? Take your time. I've seen people get tased. I've seen that. When was the last time you saw it? Yesterday, social media. <laughs> what sites are you on, man? I don't know. I mean, the social media. Like, I mean, now that's more common. That's definitely common. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's the, it's the norm. I get what your point is, but I have seen that enough. Yeah, I haven't seen it enough. Dan, what about you, man? When's the last time you saw somebody get tased? It, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen it. It's just, it's been some years for me. I'm all over social media. I don't know what sites Miles is on, but it's pretty pathetic. Yeah, I mean, that's not the first thing that they, you know, not the first thing they pull out. Yeah. What trips me out is, okay, so let me get this straight. A police officer is in, in on the side of the car. He pulls somebody over. He's asking for your license. He's asking for your registration and all of that. And then maybe there's something that doesn't seem right. He immediately pulls out his gun and shoots inside the car. You got a taser yeah. right there. Like, if there's ever a time where I would think the taser would be common sense, maybe that's the time. You pull out the gun and shoot. Right. You look at that Philando Castile incident. Are you serious? Right. So get, if that's not a time where you use the taser, give me a time. And the taser is way, is way bigger than a gun. That's true. That's what Kim Potter's saying. I mixed up the gun and I'm... Stop it. See you in how many years she's going to get? She's probably going to get 25. We'll see. I appreciate you, King. Great name, too. Is that your birth name, by the appreciate way? appreciate you, too, man. What do you say? Is that your birth name? Oh, yeah. That's my birth name, Daniel. Da See, that's mine. I'm Daniel, too. Nice to meet you, Daniel. Nice to meet you, too, man. <laughs> Let's get to the seven series, man, because we got to get into it. I didn't sound real friendly right there. It sounded like an awkward exchange right there. Because, you know, we, you know, we Daniels keep our distance. You know, me and, you know, Daniel Caesar. You know, Daniel Day-Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Even Danny Glover, who's probably a Daniel. We keep our, you know, it's a respect thing. Because, you know, mm. we are on loan from God. Okay. Mm, okay. Don't, you just hating. Because, you know, there ain't too many miles out there. How many miles? Name another miles. Name a famous celebrity miles. Miles Davis? Okay, other than Miles Davis. Miles Garrett? Other than Miles Garrett. Uh, I, Miles? I, I hate you. But, uh, <laughs> Miles Davis is a good one, by the way. Uh, but let's get into it. All uh, right, check it out. Uh, I've given this list before, and I believe it's time I bring it to you all once again to kick off the new year. Look, gun violence may be prevalent in the black community, but I refuse to allow it to become more normalized like some are trying to do. Every time you talk to a black person about gun violence, you know what they do? What do they say? Huh? Man, that ain't never going to change. Man, Danny, ain't nothing going to change. Them kids crazy, man. Right? 
They usually go into that type of talk. Now, some might argue that it already has been normalized, but I, I rebuke those remarks. And I want us to continue to try to identify the problem and come up with viable solutions. But every time a shooting happens, we kings and queens need to look in the freaking mirror. Just because you didn't pull the trigger doesn't mean you're not somewhat culpable. And I think when there is a shooting in our community, we're all culpable in some way. That's why my seven series today, once again, is seven questions we should be asking ourselves after another murder. Sitting in our hands in times of gun violence is no longer tolerated. Not in 2022. We can't do it. It's time we had this conversation amongst ourselves. And I want to give us all some real talk once again. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. questions we should be asking ourselves after another murder. Here's number one. Could I have done something or said something that could have helped them in changing their lifestyle? Everybody listening to my voice right now knows somebody in the game. You know somebody living life on the edge right now. A cousin. An uncle. It might even be your own son. Let's keep it real up in here. Is there something you can do to say to them right now to lead them down a better path before it's too late? Is there anything you can say or do to change that? Because you know and I know, chances are likely the story won't end well. Is there something that you could have done before a murder takes place that could lead them down a better path? I'm asking us to do something. Especially if it's your own child. Where is your child right now? Huh? You got a child in the game? Where are they? 1-800-920-1580. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are... Rooting for everybody black. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Here's Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. I got to give love to Randy, who called in a few minutes ago and said that he is hiring young African-Americans to work with his trucking company. And uh, Jamie just got in our DMs and said, I just called your KBLA caller, Randy, from Randy's Trucking. He just talked to my brother, who just got his trucking license. My brother said that Randy is very knowledgeable about trucking. Thank you, Danny, for the hookup. Wow. We better get a finder's fee. Do we get a little something? Can we get a little stipend? Mission? Something? I mean, we should you know, a little bit. Royalties? Pizza? Something? You know what I'm saying? Burger? Something? A little, uh, 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 what's it called? A little publishing or something? Man? We should. Royalties. Royalties. That's royalties. the worst. But yeah, that's, we got to. We'll be looking for that in the mail. Thank you, Jamie. Okay. Since, since, since you know our, you know where to find us, at. <laughs> we, we already know that, don't we? <laughs> Let's get back into it. Seven questions that we should be asking ourselves after another murder. Number one was, could I have done something or said something that could have helped them in changing their lifestyle? Here's number two. If they were receptive to what I tell them, do I have viable alternatives available that will allow them to transition to a positive life? Look. A lot of these cats are making more money than most of us by way of illegal activity. But if they come to you today and say that they want out and want to do better, what's your plan? Do you have a job for them, a place to live, a place to relocate, have answers before approaching them? That way they'll know that you're serious. Okay? Here's number three. Multimedia on number three. Were they committing crimes that I was aware of and did absolutely nothing about it? Look, I've said it before and I'll say it again on this microphone. Where is your son? 
somebody listening right now has a son and or a grandson that you know is in trouble. You've got to find them. You've got to talk to them. You need to try and save them no matter the cost. I was reminded of that final scene in 1992 film South Central. You guys remember that, huh? Remember that flick? Remember Bobby goes to find his son and he's in that warehouse with Ray, huh? And he gets there and this is what he says. Listen. Uh, Prison sure has made you stupid. Jimmy, son. If you hit a man in his face, in time, his wounds will heal. And later on, you can apologize to that man. If you steal his goods, later on, you can return those goods. Or you can repay him equal value. But if you kill, there is no later on. There's no way to repair it with that man. There's no way to make it right with him or his family. His life is gone Forever. You never come back from that. Ray Ray, that boy you're holding is my son. My son. I told a man in prison that I would save my son's life, even if it took my life. I'm willing to die here today, Ray. For my boy. Because I love him that much. Do you love him? All I want is to give him something that you or I never had, a father. You said, out there, that you owed me. All I want is my boy. Now tell me how many of us are willing to do that. Huh? Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580, where Black Lives Matter. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. We're listening around the clock, around the clock, around the clock. and your time to be heard is right now. Right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580, uh, Inside the Seven Series. Let me wrap this thing up before I shake the spot and deal Hugh Lee does his thing. Seven questions we should be asking ourselves after another murder. Number one is, could I have done something or said something that could have helped them in changing their lifestyle? Number two is, if they were receptive to what I tell them, do I have viable alternatives available that will allow them to transition to a positive life? Number three was, were they committing crimes that I was aware of and did absolutely nothing about it? Here's number four. Was I on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter liking gang-affiliated pics and or showing love to images that glorify the lifestyle? Yeah, I see y'all all the time. We're on social media all the time. We can't have it both ways, y'all. We can't perpetuate the activity and then act shocked when it results in violence. The same way we share violent fights amongst one another on social media for likes, comments, and views. Why are we helping the enemy destroy us? Why? We're not making money from that. Are we? This digital capital that has become a thing over in 2022 here. You feel good when you get, what, a thousand views on something? When somebody much higher up than you is making billions off of that nonsense. We got to stop helping the enemy destroy us. Number five is, do I understand that jail is far better than a casket? Do we? Huh? I've asked this on the show before. Have you ever been to a a funeral with a baby in a casket? Yeah, but 
It will change your life. I've been to more than one. It will change your life. And I'm not just talking infant. I'm talking, I went to the funeral of a five-year-old. And just because they're a teenager, it's still somebody's baby. You been there? Here's number six. Is there someone that I know that is headed down the same path that I should interact with immediately in order to save their life? Think for a second, do you? Who is it? It's a friend or a family, okay? Maybe somebody in your circle, maybe somebody that's down the block, I don't know, just lost their life. And you know that your son, maybe even daughter, is in that mix, somehow intertwined in that nonsense. And you don't want them to be next. Are we just going to lay back in the cut and let the chips fall where they may and then be at somebody's funeral soon on this saying how great a person they were? Playing the shoulda, woulda, coulda game for the rest of our lives. That's what we as African-Americans do all the time. Open mic at the funeral. We up there just telling everybody how great they were. You know, they were in the wrong lifestyle, but, you know, Jesus still loved them. They still love Jesus. I've seen that speech 10,000 times. And finally, number seven. What am I personally going to do differently for the rest of 2022? That will decrease the chances of more gun and or gang violence. We got to do something. Talk is cheap. I'm hoping and praying that KBLA Talk 1580 is uh, one of the beacons of light that will help us all move the ball forward. That's that's what I think that this uh, beautiful mechanism, black owned and operated talk radio station, the only one west of the Mississippi, by the way. I think that's what we're here for. So we can have these conversations, share information, just like uh, Jamie's brother just got a job. I think that's what we're here for. To talk community, to blend community, to push forward community. That's my hope. That's my wish. That's my prayer. I'm out to dough. The D.L. Hughley Afternoon Show is up next. Good luck. God bless. Gone. Keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Be good. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.